Welcome to Beside the Burn for Monday the 15th of May. We are continuing our series on the work of the Holy Spirit based mainly on the book of Acts, the opening couple of chapters of Acts. But on Sunday and indeed all this week, we're going off on a slight tangent and we're exploring what it means for Jesus to return. You remember in Acts chapter 1, the disciples are watching Jesus as he ascends up into heaven as he goes through a cloud. And two men in white appear and say, why are you looking into heaven? Uh, the Jesus whom you have watched going will return in the same way that you have seen him go. So this week we're just going to look at some of the passages that I mentioned on Sunday, uh, allowing us to look at them in a little bit more detail and hopefully give us a clearer understanding of what is going to happen when Jesus returns. Now, we do need to be careful whenever we think about Jesus' return because there's much about it that we're not given any information about. We're not told when it's going to happen. There are some things that are purely speculation. So I'm going to try and keep us firmly grounded on God's word and hopefully as we read God's word, as we think about the second coming, that this isn't just a a fantasy that we're dreaming about, but that this will have an impact on our lives today because we need to be ready for Jesus' return. We need to be ready for him coming back because we know that one of the things that he's going to do is to judge the earth. So today we're going to be reading 1 Thessalonians 4, uh, 13, right through to chapter 5, verse 11. And I'm just going to read through, but stop and maybe comment on some of the verses as we go. This is not truly in depth because we there's so many verses we are going to skip over some of them, but hopefully it will give you a little bit of understanding. So let's read together. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. So this is Paul writing to the church in Thessalonica and he wants the believers there, the brothers and sisters, to understand what happens to those who have already died, those who sleep in death. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. So what's happening here is we have the two parts of the end of life coming together. There are two options at the end of life. Either we will be here when Jesus returns or we will die before Jesus returns. Now, we know that if we die before Jesus returns, that we go, as Jesus said to the thief on the cross who had repented, today you will be with me in paradise. So we go to be with Christ. And what Paul is saying here is that when Jesus returns, He will bring back those who have already died, those who have fallen asleep, and he will then be joined with those who are still here on earth, who are trusting in Jesus. Later on, we'll get on to the whole aspect of the resurrection and the bodies being raised. And what we will find is that those who have died while on earth will then, in that moment when Jesus returns, 
be given resurrection bodies. And it would appear that while they're with Jesus in heaven now, that they don't need physical bodies, but those physical bodies will be required when Jesus returns because he is recreating a new heaven and a new earth and we need those bodies to be able to live in that. So verse 16, The Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. So that's what I'm saying. Those who have died, their bodies will be raised up and they will be clothed in those resurrection bodies. Verse 17, After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. So again, the two separate parts coming together so that everyone who has believed in Christ, those who have believed in Christ in the past and those who are still alive when Jesus returns will all be joined together. And Paul is telling us this for one specific reason. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. This is to encourage us because it means there was this fear in Paul's day that if you died before Jesus came back, well, maybe you missed out. Maybe you didn't get to heaven then. Maybe you missed out on the second coming. But Paul's saying, look, be encouraged. You're not missing out on anything. Jesus is coming back and he is going to remember all those who have trusted in him. And that's the encouragement that we have today. Then he goes on in chapter 5 to say, Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates we do not need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. So if those first words were there to encourage, these words are now here to challenge. You don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to be a surprise. It's like a thief in the night. It's going to happen whenever you least expect it. Whenever you're distracted by something else, that is the moment when Jesus will come back. Paul says, while people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labour pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. People have fooled themselves into thinking that Jesus isn't coming back. They fooled themselves into thinking that we believe a fairy tale and that there is nothing to base this on. But Jesus is saying, look, whenever the people are quite settled in their lives, whenever they're least expecting it, that's when he will return. Paul says, but you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to darkness. Those that have forgotten about Jesus have been blinded. They're living in a world of darkness where they cannot see properly. But Paul is reminding us who are believing in Jesus that our eyes have been opened, that we are living in light, that we can see clearly. So therefore, don't allow your vision to be obscured by the world. But look at the world through the light of the gospel. And in that way, trust in Jesus and know that he is coming back. Paul goes on to say, 
So then, let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. In other words, evil things happen at night, but we're to live in the light. Verse 8, but since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. And that's that thought again of Jesus returning and being with him and coming into this new heaven and this new earth that we'll talk about later in the week and dwell with Jesus Christ. And Paul again reminds us, look, all of this talk is not a fantasy. It's here to encourage you. Therefore, verse 11, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. So today, be encouraged. Jesus is coming back. It is a promise. It is a fact. It is going to happen. And because Jesus is coming back, we can be encouraged that this life is worth living, that it is worth following him and serving him. So let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are coming back. You have made the promise And you will keep that promise. Lord, we confess that often we get distracted by the things of this world. We take our eyes off you like Peter who tried to walk on water. And as soon as he lifted his eyes from you, he began to sink. And so, Lord, we pray that you would keep us focused upon you. Keep us walking towards you, Lord, step by step. And Lord, we pray that your arms would surround us and keep us safe, that we would not sink or fall, but that we would trust in you. For Lord, we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.